Hi, this is Larry Hama, and you're listening to Star Joe's Podcast. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast, episode 157, Suck Chop Sandwiches. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm John. And I'm Shannon. And welcome back, everyone. Yes, this is another one of our suck episodes, uh, which basically means we had no idea what we were going to talk about as a theme for the episode. <laughs> and just kind of freeform. Uh, but we do have a... Uh, <laughs> What? <laughs> Whenever anybody says that, I only think of that spinal tap scene. Oh, okay. I'm not going into a freeform jazz concert. Nice. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Um, so we do have a special guest joining us for this episode, uh, and it is actually uh, Chris Haywood. Uh, so if you want to say hello to everybody. Hello to everybody. <laughs> So Chris is actually joining us for for a special reason, uh, and and he will he'll join us for this episode and and potentially the next episode as well. But everyone had been very anxious to know when John and Shannon, since they were official co-hosts, when they were going to join uh, the cast of characters <laughs> on our web page and everything, uh, because for for a while it's been just. Uh, it was myself and Chuck, and then we added Robert, and so there was the three of us as cartoony-type characters. Um, and I think especially because people wanted to know, who did John and Shannon pick? Because you had to pick one Star Wars character and one G.I. Joe character. And uh, I did, and I knew a lot of stuff was going on with Chris in, in his life. He's been, uh, had a lot, you've had a lot of ups and downs, and you and sounds like you're on, you know, from everything that I've seen in the last year, it seems like you're on nice, awesome, stable ground with a really cool job, actually. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so I didn't know if you were going to be able to do the drawing, so I was just like, okay, I'm going to do it. And you were nice enough to reach out to me and say, hey, did you want me to do that or not? And I was like, yeah, if you want to, if you can, you've got the time. So it was awesome for you to do that. Um, 
and uh, we want and you it's like hey if I could just be on this the episode to hear their reaction it'll all be worth it so um, well yeah because the last one you did you were gonna you told me you were gonna reveal it to Robert on the show and then you didn't because uh, and he's like oh he liked it <laughs> <laughs> all right it's my fault well, did he show up that time though too Chris or was you know did his yeah, internet was out that really was that really Ryan's fault let's be honest <laughs> that's true. Um, could be working on one of those fabled commissions. Right. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Hey, uh, I, I like I like him because he's the only guy that takes longer to do commissions than I do. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so yes. Yeah, so we do have the commissions, and uh, and Chris, you're out on uh, the the west coast there, right? Yes, uh, currently I'm in lo- the lovely farming community of Turlock, California, although my permanent home now is in Yosemite National Park, nice. which is cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Which is cold right now because it's like you guys, it's snowing. Yeah, yeah. Did, did not quite as bad there? as you guys. Yeah. Did they know you're there or are you just wandering the grounds? <laughs> oh, no, I, I work there. They pay me. Oh, okay. <laughs> just like, who's that guy? <laughs> All right, so are you guys ready for the reveal? Um, I am. My wife's been asking about it for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so so we'll start with Shannon's then. Okay, All well, right. Shannon, all I can say is it's your fault. So. <laughs> Isn't mostly everything? So, Shannon, do you want to first reveal to the audience who, which two characters you picked before you even see what it is? Um, well, I mean, anybody that knows anything about my preferences on joe will know that i obviously had to pick spirit right because spirit's my favorite character um but then the other one was of star wars like one of the most pivotal moments as a kid for me was the holiday special i mean i was so excited about that <laughs> and then george lucas took a crap in my living room <laughs> and uh, but i'm still very partial to that that special just because it was it is what it is um so i picked Grandpa Scratchy, and that his name Scratchy. Uh, itchy, itchy, yeah. Scratchy, itchy. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Some some kind of open sore, but anyway, it's. But yeah, so those are my two. Just okay. because who the hell else is going to pick that, right? Well, and Chris, uh, because I totally agree with this comment, Chris. Do you want to re- reveal what you said to me when you were working on Shannon's with Grandpa Itchy? Uh, something to the effect of how the heck am I going to combine these two? <laughs> well, and also about how Shannon had. Stri- oh, you had, you guys had the same facial expression. Yes. Both what? Those pictures. <laughs> yes. If you look at both of those pictures, you have the same exact like smile. It's kind of funny. I sent, I sent Chris a picture of you and a picture of itchy and grandpa itchy and a picture of spirit, just so he'd have something to work with. I didn't want him to feel like he had to, uh, find stuff on his own man so <laughs> so there just so happens that grandpa itchy had a big shit yeah. eating grin on his face and you had a big shit eating grin on your face <laughs> yeah, the, the worst part of, the worst part about that is i my wife said almost the same damn thing to me the other night when <laughs> she was asking about the drawing <laughs> all right so i am sending you the picture right now Okay. Are you take, sending it on the Skype chat or? I sent it on. No, I sent it just on uh, a group text uh, thing. Uh, if you, well, you have it, Chris. I, I think. Well, I know. <laughs> I know. I don't need it, but I'm just. I'm just asking. Yeah. Do, do, do you want to see me as? <laughs> so my wife is in the room. She, she wants to see this. 
I'm going to send you the. <laughs> That's not right. Well done. That is not right. Uh, where is it at? Oh, oh here it is. That is well. Harsh. You can thank Robert or not Robert, but uh, Ryan because I'm sending. If you look on the Skype chat, I'm trying to send the um, the actual <laughs> image that he sent me to go along with it. Nice. Oh, here it well, comes. I think my wife loved it. Yeah. <laughs> that's all that matters at the end of the day. So, yeah. well, she's she's the one married to that. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so where's this? Oh, that's from Baltimore. Wait, hang on. What? What does that look like? <laughs> Did you all hear that? Yes, you look like a white Clifford. Yeah. Yes, from Muppets Tonight. Oh yes, okay. Man. Damn, dude, seriously? All of you? <laughs> yeah, uh, if you look in the Skype chat right oh now, my I God. the pictures he sent me. So if yes. you look at the picture of you and the picture of, uh, of Itchy, you guys have the same look on your face. <laughs> oh, I hate all of you. <laughs> so, Chris, do you want to go into like any That's of the choices priceless. you made? Because obviously you had to pick things from different the, each character and everything. Well, uh, this one, it was the harder one. To, in a way, it was easy, but it was harder. The face was the hardest part, because how do you combine a human face and a Wookiee face together to make a character? <laughs> Apparently, it's not that hard. Well, so I basically Apparently. just went with the sideburns and the goatee and the long hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, basically the, the, the body was easy, because he's not wearing a the, – the Wookiee's not wearing an outfit, so I just completely put him in Spirit's outfit. Right. Um, so there wasn't really a lot of combining there. I just left off the shoes and the, and the, uh, left off the shoes and just because the bookies don't wear shoes. Right. So. Right. So. <laughs> sounds like it should be a name of a band. Yeah. But then you don't want to, well, Disney now. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We don't want to pay anybody. I did not say Wookiees. That's a trademark. <laughs> um, yeah, but you can't like name your band that. Right. <laughs> and for anyone uh, listening to the episode to see these images, they will be on our Facebook page when this episode is out. So you'll be able to see them on, they'll be on Facebook. They'll be on Twitter. We'll actually po- I'll actually use these images as the images for this episode. So you'll be able to go to the website too and, and see them. Uh, are you, you going to post the, the evil picture? That you sent the reference. Oh, oh, I probably should, shouldn't I? <laughs> I can send you the JPEG if you need it, Ryan. Yeah, that would be fantastic. All the, everything together. It's okay. on the thing Thanks right for that, now. Chris. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, that's beautiful. Thank you. My wife got a kick out of that. That, that should be our Christmas card. If only I had that. <laughs> yeah, Addison, Merry Christmas from this. Yeah. <laughs> from this. From this. Spitchy. Is that, is Spirit combine the two? Yes, Spitchy. Spitchy. I like Spitchy. Nice. Sounds like Lionel Richie. It does. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so then, John, who did you? Who were your two picks there? Well, anybody that knows me would know well enough to know that GI Joe. It had to be Breaker. Yeah. Because he's the greatest. I don't care what IO9's ranking said. He got screwed wow. on that top 100 deal. He didn't need a gun. Um, so breaker for GI Joe. And I was thinking hard about star Wars and I thought, you know, I, I love X-wing fighters and I love that classic orange X-wing pilot outfit. Yeah. So that's what I want. So it doesn't have to be Luke. It could just be a X-wing pilot. Okay. In my yeah, case, probably more like Porkins, but you know, anyway, <laughs> so, 
and it's think, on its way right I now. It so. been, I think it should have been Luke from the Holiday Special with the eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Brilliant. Way to go, man. Got my hair color even. And as, I, as a bonus, I'm throwing one into the, the chat right now, which is the um, – the it's alternate coloring because yes. I gave um, him two choices on coloring. Yeah, that uh, we talked about. <laughs> yeah. So well done. So That's he reached great. out. Yeah, Chris reached out to me. He says, "Well, I've got two color choices. You know, which would you? You know, which ah. thinks better and everything?" And I says, "Well, you know, the the orange he looks a little too much Star Wars. So I thought the green w- at least brought in the uh, the GI Joe, and then you had the the chest thing that looks very Star Warsy. Yeah. So. So, yeah, very well done. I mean, just brilliant. Those are beautiful. Now, here's the thing. Uh-oh. So we have to obviously combine all of us together for the episodes. That's what that's the image I use for, like, every episode that goes out and everything. So, uh, And it goes on the web page with all of us together. And it well, can't have Shannon strewn across the floor like in Breakfast Club or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to pose. Well, I will say Chris came up with a brilliant, brilliant idea, and uh, because oh, don't tell him, let him see him in the let him see it in okay. the picture. All right, yeah. So I'll, yeah, send, I'll send you the I'll send you the image, and then we'll talk about it. So, <laughs> so it's going to take just a second or two for it to get to you. Guys. Are you sending Skype or the other one? No, through is this through a uh, text message? Okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's nice. That's brilliant. So nailed it, dude. <laughs> so Chuck hasn't really been on the episodes much lately. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. So, so Chris said, "Hey, since Chuck hasn't been on it, but he's still part of the show, what do you think about me putting Chuck in Kryptonite or not Kryptonite? Carbonite. Sorry, Kryptonite. Yeah. I like Kryptonite. <laughs> putting him in Carbonite, and I was like, I think that's a brilliant idea. That's brilliant." <laughs> So, but I also didn't want to offend. I wanted to make sure Chuck wouldn't be like annoyed by that or pissed off or something like that. So I did tell Chuck about that in advance, and I let Chris know that I was letting Chuck know in advance. And Chuck thought it was a brilliant idea. So, <laughs> so whenever we're ready for Chuck to help help us on an episode, we can thaw him out of the carbonite. <laughs> well, if if he does that. If- the show he has to do it from like a Vulcan freezer so he sounds like he's got that carbonite look everybody's got delusions of grandeur that would be awesome that the idea of him getting pneumonia really just makes me happy <laughs> Chris I have to say well done man this yeah this those is, are beautiful really yeah. that's oh I, I, yeah coming up with what you did for for uh from Mr. Avert is is just just tremendous. <laughs> Cuz I was like, man, he's going to have to fit like five of us into, <laughs> into yeah, there. That was my thought too was how am I going to fit five? I mean, cuz I've done the that new toy smell one before. Yeah. yeah. For that group. Um I've had just about everybody and their brother in that in that yeah. picture. Yeah. So, but uh but yeah, it was like I said, it was just um Absolutely, they said. Just a, a brilliant idea, brilliant uh, execution of it. Of course, um, I, th- I think you captured both of these guys perfectly. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, See, you did want to be this. Yeah, you wanted to be this Wookie guy. So why not? Yeah, yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm loving it. So, um, so yes, 
so that's uh, so I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to hearing the the listener reaction to all of it. Also, I, I think it's just going to be uh, a overwhelmingly <laughs> positive response when it comes to seeing all of this. Um, but yeah, and that's as, that's the thing that was was really cool too. Is I remember way back when Chris, you reaching out just because you were a listener and just said. Hey, you know, here's some stuff I've done for other podcasts before. Would you like it if I did it for you guys? And I was like, sure. Yeah. And it was. I think of- I did the first one free, which yeah. was the one with just you and Chuck. Right. And I just had the idea of combining the costumes. Right. And then uh, Roberts was a little bit harder because you because with you guys, I just it's from the belt down. It's it was the Star Wars characters, and from the belt up, it was GI Joe. Right. Can't do that with Boba Fett and Snake Eyes. No. <laughs> Because nobody knows what Snake Eyes I – mean, if you don't have the mask, it's the same thing with Boba Fett. If you don't have the mask, nobody knows who they are. Right. You know. That's a good point, yeah. So I thought that was great that you had him, like, holding the helmet and, and, and everything there. Just much like you did with uh, John's on this one where he's got the X-Wing helmet yeah. there. I think that works brilliantly. So. And that helmet, it lo- it kind of looks uh, – on John's, it kind of looks like the X-Wing helmet. But I actually did – like, the ear pieces are from um, from Breaker's helmet. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. and um, yeah, I move, I put the pouches and stuff on him from Breaker on the like on, he's got the grenades and the pouches and stuff from um, Breaker on his chest. Yes, and then the neck piece and the shoulders are from Breaker as well as the backpack. Very cool. And yeah, I, I think definitely noticed the back too. Yeah, I definitely noticed the backpack and the, and the feet and the and the things on the uh, straps. I did not know about the helmet um, and and all that, but yeah, I mean it's just. I, it's very interesting when you come up with the combinations there. And and I think when you did the first one, we didn't even know that you were going to blend us with Star Wars and G.I. Joe characters because we didn't even – Chuck and I didn't even pick who we we wanted, which you did a brilliant job with that anyways. Well, after listening to about 50 to 100 episodes, <laughs> I kind of got who your main characters were. It was Han and Luke and um, Duke, uh, Duke and um, Flint. Yeah. So it was yeah. like – they're the main characters on those shows, so you're the main characters on this show, so it made a simple combination. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, we didn't even know that you were going to do that. We just thought, okay, you're going to draw us, and then yeah. saw the combination. I was like, that's just brilliant. <laughs> I was like, that was cool. So, um, so I'm glad, Lisa. I was very glad that you were able to, to continue doing doing the uh, rest of the cast as we kept adding people. Um, and and I'm glad that you were able, even though it was my bad last time. Uh, I'm glad you were here to actually hear their reactions and and, <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, give them an idea of what you were what you were trying to do and go for and everything else. So, um, so thank you. I, I can't say thank you enough. So, um, yeah, oh, you're you. welcome. No problem. <laughs> so, um, so with with that uh, being said, we want to transition now. Uh, John, you had uh, kind of some events going on there in your <laughs> neck of the woods. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had the uh, two-day Virginia Comic-Con the week before Thanksgiving, and uh, it was great to see several folks uh, that, uh, you know, friends of the show and friends of us, uh, JP and Grubb, uh, Keith Knudsen was there. Uh, Brian Shear uh, was plowing away at his table, did a tremendous uh, commission for me of Weepy Stalker. Uh, if you're reading the Joe book currently you'll, and you know uh, know anything about that joke, you'll understand why. But uh, but it was interesting. It was my first um, 
first time I had a, uh, a media guest that uh, was less than pleasant, and that was a that was kind of an interesting experience. I'm not going to name names. I will say they were uh, on. I'm sorry, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, I'd mentioned them before, but they appeared on they appeared on the uh, sequel to Star Trek in the '80s. They played a uh, empath that dated the uh, the the number two in command on the ship. I guess he yeah. So number one. Anyway, um, yeah, not not exactly touchy feely type. Um, <laughs> For an empath, that's amazing. <laughs> and the fact well, it, it started it started with the hotel accommodations and not being to their liking, and then uh, one of my fellow volunteers was supposed to uh, was supposed to moderate their panel, and so they went to introduce themselves and say hello. My name is my name is so and so, and welcome to Richmond, and we're really excited to have you. And by the way, I'm scheduled to be your moderator for your panel tomorrow and just wanted to come by and say hi and and their response was something to the effect of uh i don't want a moderator i don't need a moderator i've done this for many many years and uh i do a i do a stand-up lecture uh you can go have a cup of coffee for all i can care but i don't want you wow so interesting way to handle it so it doesn't uh, want to treat anyone like a human being is basically well, what interesting how how <laughs> staff was treated as opposed to some of the the guest feedback i got that was a lot more positive uh jp had an interesting conversation with the person when they came to the realization that he wasn't going to buy anything they were rather dismissive of him too so uh that was disappointing because i have to say everybody else when i met bob gale and and ryan i sent you a picture but i did get a couple of books for you and yes uh, i appreciate that thank you had, had an opportunity bob gale actually came to richmond early did a little sightseeing, enjoyed the town, and then sun- Friday afternoon before the show started, they did a private uh, press uh, uh, junket where they had uh, Bob and Brett, who the promoter, and several folks. They had three uh, three DeLoreans on the racetrack with a oh, pace wow. car. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they could only get up to like 70 or so. They did not get up to 88. Well, that's because um, they go back in time if they go up to 88. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Brett, Brett, Brett's car, Brett's <laughs> car does about 40, and he'll tell you. Uh, Jacob's ridden in it, and he's got stories. But, yeah, so anyway. Um, but they did that, and, and just he was extremely engaging. And several of the other media guests uh, were apparently very, very nice and very cool, cool to several of the people I dealt with. So that was disappointing. It was a, It was an interesting weekend. Um, again, not going to name names. You can listen to previous episodes and you can probably figure it out. But, uh, I, I will say it was, uh, disappointing cause that's the, the first time I've seen that. And, you know, we've been really fortunate over the years, all the creators and media folks that I've dealt with have been, have been very, very pleasant, if not really, really super cool. And so I'm telling um, you, no good comes from Star Trek, man. I'm just telling well, you. <laughs> I, uh, I, I will, I will, let, I will let that sit. Um, but uh, yeah, we're looking forward to next year. We looks like we're going to have a date change. We'll probably have it a little earlier, but uh, you know, hopefully, we can get some of you guys to this way to that show if if it comes to pass according to what we do. But, uh, yeah. but anyway, I, I, that's all I've got to say about that. Cool. Uh, but overall, oh, how was the uh, screening and everything? How did that go? Um, I did not go. Okay. Uh, actually, actually went out and had dinner with Brian Shearer. Okay. Uh, uh, we need to get on this show sometime to yeah 
talk about what he's up to, and he was doing some just unbelievable commissions over the weekend. But yeah. uh, had dinner with Brian. Uh, they had a they had a good showing. Um, I know they they didn't sell out, but they had a, a good showing. I know the people that went had a great time. Yeah. And uh, but I I did not. And they, I think they had two. I think they had two DeLoreans out front of the theater at the show. Gotcha. So anyhow, so yeah, it was it was a it was a good it was a good weekend. Uh, had a lot of fun. Uh, got, and some of you may have seen pictures. We ended up uh, at Mekong, the best Vietnamese place in the city of Richmond, uh, for dinner one night. And Keith Knutson met us over there, and nice. You know, had fun and frivolity outside of the convention like you should, and yeah. uh, so. Well, and I want to let you know, too, when you sent me the images initially, I think it was sent originally to the, the email address for Star Joe's. I actually did receive it, and I totally geeked out. I, I lost my shit, actually, is what happened, uh, because I am a huge uh, fan of Back to the Future. And I went to respond like in the moment so you'd know how excited I was, and when I sent it, it came back as a failure to send. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't send the message back to you. So then later on, when you sent me the uh, images, I think through a text message, I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" But it's like all, the, I all the initial. You didn't get to hear the initial excitement. So I'm very grateful for that uh, to see, you know, the, the autograph and everything else. It was, it was definitely a high, a huge highlight of my day when I, uh, when I got that message and everything. So, so thank Excellent. you very much. You are, you're you're more than welcome. The initial squee. <laughs> right. He may have heard it across the state. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that's awesome. Um, all right. Uh, anyone else have any, uh, pressing issues that they want to discuss? I mean, I have a few topics, I, but I got a couple movie recommendations. Okay. Not to not to do anything with well they have to do with the eighties and to some or comics to some extent. Okay. Um, first off, uh, I saw the documentary uh, "Death of Superman Lives," oh. which was the <laughs> which was the Kickstarter documentary about the failed Tim Burton Nicolas yes. Cage Superman movie. Yep. Definitely worth a watch. Um, really interesting. I was telling Shannon a little earlier before we got recording that. Uh, I think if if that movie had been made, Man of Steel would look like Citizen Kane. Um, <laughs> it, it 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 it's crazy. Like I, I don't know if any of you guys have seen it. You know, obviously I, I know there's seen. there's there's yeah there's pictures you know floating around of Cage in the costume and you know the some of the stuff they were gonna do. It, there was some, pardon the phrase, batshit crazy stuff that they were talking <laughs> about doing, and you know the fact that. You know that Brainiac was going to be a spider, and at one point it was going to be Brainiac and Lex Luthor going to become a two-headed being, and of course, you know, Superman was going to be in this basically like a um, fiber optic suit, yeah. you know, just almost look like a disco yeah. ball, like he'd be Dazzler, I guess. It it is, <laughs> it's fascinating. It, it was really well done. <clears throat> it, it it gives you a very different perspective. Kevin Smith comes off like a champ in it. Um, and he yeah, kind of I've says, heard him talk whole, about yeah. his deal writing for that movie, and it's pretty funny. Yeah, it, it, this- it's it, it it was um, well again the the whole thing apparently well the, it got to this point where they were really talking about they wanted him to put a spider in the movie, and apparently John Peters the producer was so in love with having a spider that he took that from Superman movie and put it in Wild Wild West. Oh, it, it's it. Highly recommend anybody that listens to this show 
you have an appreciation for these kind of things, it, it's really good. Like I said, I think it's called The Death of Superman Lives. But it was – I saw it. I just happened to see it. We had free weekend of Showtime, which was nice. Right. But I'm sure it's on Amazon. and yeah. It's not on Netflix as far as I know. But No, not yet. But well, I do want to – recommend it i have a feeling that i would love watching it but at the end of it i'd be like man am i glad they did not make that movie <laughs> that's yeah, kind of where um, i was left <laughs> kevin smith said john peters put um he had like a list of things he wanted in the movie one of them was he wanted a polar bear in the movie he wanted superman to fight a giant spider and something else and the funny thing was he was loosely attached to man of steel and if you look in the movie, there's a polar bear, and he does kind of fight a giant spider at the end when he's fighting the ship. Yeah. At the end, when the That's the true. world smashing ship. And the, the other thing, I forget what it was, but it's in there too. Wow. And so he's like, John Peters got his wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he said, I don't want him in the blue and red costume. They did, yeah, they didn't. They didn't want him to have. They didn't want him to have the suit on. Okay. So. Yeah. Anyhow, um, that was that was yeah, kind of the. One of their big nuggets, but nice. the whole reason that um, uh, what was it? I, don't, I want to say Tim Curry, but that's wrong. Uh, Tim, Tim the Burton. guy who did Batman, Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim Burton. The whole reason, the whole reason he went to uh, England to film Batman was to get away from John Peters, and <laughs> the the Superman movie was going to be filmed in the United States, which means um, he would have had his finger in the whole pie, oh. and that was one of the reasons why Burton eventually got out of it. Wow. Well, I, I tell you the most interesting thing, and Shane and I were talking about this as well. John Peters, now a producer of multi, multi, multi million dollar, you know, epics and such, started out as Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. <laughs> it's just mind boggling. It's it really is who you know. So oh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, that that was great. And the other one I want to recommend is more '80s related. It was a documentary that's it's actually just started, I believe, on Netflix lately. It's called Electric Boogaloo, and it's the it is the uh, story of Canon Films. Okay. And it it is it, again another one of those. It, it's a little the the it, the beginning is kind of it's really super fast paced. It jumps around really quickly, but as you get in and you kind of get used to the pacing, you know, it's about Golem and Globus making all these movies. You know, they were making dozens and dozens of movies a year as opposed to major studios making five or six right and let's face it a lot of what they made was schlock mm-hmm. and of course they they pretty much made uh they made chuck norris's career and they, they they were talking about at one point when they were making movies they were either for chuck norris or charles bronson right. and they you know they talk about a lot of the you know a lot of the stuff that went on they 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 what they they sugarcoat um delta force a bit I don't want to get into that, but you know, there's a lot. I, I thought it was uh, very interesting. They didn't go into the political and religious stuff that was going on in that movie. Um, they talk a lot about uh, Masters of the Universe. Oh, okay. And how Stallone came to the set and saw Dolph Lundgren and asked the director, "You actually gave that guy lines?" <laughs> I mean, it, it is a it's a great movie. Uh, I will put that caveat out there: it is not rated. There there are a lot of uh, topless women in it. Because let's face it, a lot of the movies they made had that in it. Yeah. In fact, you, yeah, it had more breastuses than I expected uh, to see. But it's you know it's it's part of their history and what have you. But it, if you if you're a fan of their movies, you know anything about the any of the canon stuff. They the one thing I, I was telling Shannon they don't talk about, which I wish they wish they had broached. They don't ever talk about their time that they owned 
the Captain the rights to Captain America and Spider Man. Oh. You know, they tried to make those movies and they never they just never came together. Yeah. But they don't that's the one thing they don't really talk about. They do talk about when they brought Stallone in though to do over the top and how in hindsight, how in the world did they decide to do a movie about arm wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> they basically said they basically said it's bam done. What were we thinking? You know, like <laughs> arm wrestling. Hey, it worked. At least for me, it worked. I like over the top. So, well, yeah, but I, I enjoy it as well. I, yeah. But again, it's called Electric Boogaloo, and yes, Boogaloo Shrimp from the Breaking Movies does appear in it. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's it's if you like those movies or if you have any interest, kind of in that period of time, eighties filmmaking, it, it is definitely worth watching. Well, I, I think it's worth watching just for the topless women. In fact, I think we should probably take a break so I could go watch this right now. <laughs> you said it. You said it, not me. <laughs> um well speaking of things on on netflix and i'm not going to spoil anything for anyone because i know it just came out not that long ago but i have i have not finished but i have started watching the jessica jones netflix series uh for marvel that's amazing it's incredible but amazing yeah it's absolutely incredible it really touches on some real emotional stuff like really deep stuff to a level where People that have gone through things like that have seen it and said that's kind of the feelings you go through uh, when you're violated uh, like she is and everything else. So um, I loved Daredevil, the series Daredevil that it did. I think this surpasses Daredevil. Um, And I will also say the top Marvel villain to me in in everything that Marvel Studios has done so far has been Loki up until this point. I actually think Kilgrave is even a better villain than Loki has been. Uh, he's just he's dark, he's creepy, and with his abilities, you're like, I don't know how anyone could ever stop him. Um, uh, is that Purple Man? That is yeah. Purple Man, yes. Okay. And they got one of the best Doctor Whos to play him, so, yes. you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, David Tennant was absolutely brilliant. Um, and it's one of those shows... Where, and I can't remember what the actress's name that plays Jessica Jones. Uh, Kristen name. Ritter. Yeah. yeah. So she does a brilliant job, but you actually look forward to the moments when David Tennant's on the screen because he does such a brilliant job. And that is not to diminish what she, what she does. She She's absolutely amazing. Yeah. I would not be surprised if she isn't nominated for an Emmy or something like that. So, um so I, I highly, highly recommend it. I had a lot of coworkers who were just like, yeah, I heard that they're doing another Netflix thing, but I don't know who the heck Jessica Jones is uh, or what it's about. And I was like, watch it. Just trust me, watch it. It's worth watching. <laughs> so. And if you've got kids or teenagers that liked it, watched Daredevil and liked it, watch this first before you let them watch it because yeah. it's significantly darker and yes. more um, mature. More mature. sexy time, right? Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. There's, there's. They never show anything, but there's sex in the first episode. I mean, yeah. Like yeah. right off the top, and, so. it, and it's not, um, it's not uh, soft making love. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> but to Chris's point, they don't show anything. It's right. just, it's. But there are, yeah. There's. But the subject matter. I mean, it, the stuff on, um, the stuff on Daredevil is stuff you see on regular TV, just a little more graphic. Yeah. This is like heart-wrenching um like adult stuff not like yeah. uh just violence this is like uh, touching I mean, on subjects that would make people uncomfortable that have been involved in that kind of thing yeah or and having to explain that to your children of what exactly they're talking about 
Yeah. But as for someone that can handle that and everything else, it, yeah. you need to you need to watch it. It's just done so brilliantly. It's done so well. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. I'm only halfway through the series right now, and I can say how amazing it is already. So I can only imagine how the second half is going to be. So Yeah, I'm about halfway through it, too. Yeah, and it's because I don't want to binge. I want I like taking in the episodes and letting it stew around in my head before I watch the, the next one and everything. So, um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend that. Shannon, are you watching it? I don't have streaming. Netflix streaming. Oh, okay. oh, gotcha. That's right. You get the disc in the mail, right? I'm old school. <laughs> there is another streaming thing, and I, I gushed about it on Facebook a while back. Uh, Kung Fury. Uh, if you haven't seen that uh, and you you are listening to this show, when the show's over, stop, go to Netflix or go somewhere and find Kung Fury. 30 minutes of your life that you will so be so glad that you spent. <laughs> that movie, that thing is. Have you seen it, Ryan? Um, I yeah, oh yeah, I've seen it a long time oh, ago, man. but I need to watch it again. So. It is a scream. I, I watched it with my kids, and we laughed, we laughed and laughed, and it, yeah. it's just so ridiculous. Chris, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. I've it's heard like, good things though. It's oh, uh, it's on my list. I just haven't got to it yet. It, totally. So, like I said, if it was more than thirty minutes, it would be it would be too much. Yeah, it's a perfect little short film. Oh, just we've watched it out of three or four times. <laughs> I find something new every time. I I could not believe how funny it was. Yeah, it's great. Just so over the top ridiculous. But that's another one that uh yeah, if you're you know, if you're not like Shannon and you're not a Luddite and you are using streaming capability, <laughs> that's one to check out. So Um so one thing I also wanted to to mention on uh the show, kinda of talking about humor and everything, um, was so Jimmy Kimmel had the Star Wars cast on uh, one of his late night shows, and I watched it, of course, because I'm that type of geek. And um, he had the cast on, and one of the things just kind of stood out to me, and it just cracked me up, because, you know, we're so, like, in this country, we're so engrossed in Star Wars. And, and it does reach international, obviously. I mean, some countries really have eaten it up as much as the U.S. has. But there's some areas of the world that have no idea about Star Wars or have at least maybe only have heard of it or something like that. Um, so uh, John Boyega, I, I don't know if he is or not, or not, but his accent sounded very like South African. And I don't know if that's what he is or, or not, but um, it seems like he has that type of accent. Um, he They had asked him, uh, who was the first person you told when you found out you got the part? Cause he said he went through a lot of auditions and a, a long period of time before he found out that he got the part. And then he really wasn't allowed to tell barely anyone. So he says, well, of course he said, of course I told my agent first. And uh, he says, you know, that I got the part and he says, the next person he says, and probably the most interesting person was, he said, I told my dad and he starts impersonating his dad. And he's like, he says, I was like, Dad, Dad, I, I, I got the part in Star Wars. And he's like, oh, I am so happy for you. I am ecstatic. I knew you'd get the part. I knew it. The Star Wars is unbelievable. What is Star Wars? What is Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I've known people uh, that, you know, from that area and stuff. Like that, and they, they are. They're just very excited when it, someone has good news, even if they have no clue what the heck <laughs> 
thinking about. So, um, but I just thought thought that was a hilarious uh, story and, and definitely put things that, like I said, in perspective. Of like, wow, the rest, of, not all the rest of the world knows what that is. <laughs> um, but uh, but that was fun. Uh, and then it seems like there's been a stream of. Uh, you release your trailer on the Jimmy Kimmel show <laughs> episodes because we got the Civil War trailer uh, released. Yes, we did. And then we got the uh, Batman v Superman trailer uh, just recently. So um, I don't know if you guys wanted to mention anything from either trailer, uh, good, bad, indifferent. I uh, I enjoyed the Civil War trailer. I uh, especially I like the that last shot at the end where they're sharing the, the shield it almost looks like they're gonna set it up to kill cap off to make yeah. bucky cap you know at maybe at avengers you know with the last avengers war whatever the the two-parter they're gonna do yeah. is that infinity war i guess infinity war you know? yeah. and maybe you kill him off then i don't know well, that was really rumor, cool that's one of the rumors because um the actor playing cap that's his last movie that he's contracted for yeah. so yeah so it's possible they'll do that, or they'll replace. They'll do like they did in the comics, where he replaced Nick Fury for a little while, and then that way he can just come back, like Robert Downey Jr. has been doing for uh, other movies, where he just kind of shows up, does stuff, and leaves, yeah. as opposed to having to do his full movie himself. Right. Um. And Shannon, any thoughts on either trailer? Or I don't know if you watched them yet or not, or. Have they put that in the library yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to use a Dewey Decimal System though to find it. Oh, okay. Well, I'll look for that. It's on microfiche. <laughs> what did you guys think of the Batman trailer? I liked it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I liked it. There's two things. I have two complaints with it. Um, I'm, I'm still excited. Surprise. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> about it. I think it's awesome. But my two complaints, one is Lex Luthor, who I had doubts about anyways. Um I think he he comes across as more like a poor man's Joker instead of the Lex Luthor. Yeah. And I know that Lex Luthor has the mad scientist background in his history of comics, but I've always seen Lex Luthor as the cold, calculated businessman. Um, and this, like I said, seemed almost like a Joker impersonation. Um, I think it's still going to be fun for the movie. Like, I think I'll still enjoy it in the movie, but I was just disappointed though like oh that's the lex luther that's what you're going with lex luther the other thing that i didn't like is just the fact that i felt like they showed too much um like the whole doomsday reveal i think um i think i would have preferred if i heard rumors that doomsday was gonna be in the movie and i kind of heard rumors as to how he was gonna be in the movie and all that type of stuff but when i saw the first trailer i was like oh he's not gonna be in the movie so i think it would have been better to not show him and then when i was in the movie theater audiences in the movie theater have to have that happen would have been a nicer surprise. So I just feel like they showed too much in the trailer and I don't like it when trailers do that. Um, kind of show me everything that's going to happen. If this tells you anything, I thought that was Clayface. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was doomsday. <laughs> well, they haven't, like, they haven't come out and said Clay it's doomsday, but it, under, well, I mean, he looks kind of, <laughs> I've seen some people do some modifications, yes. you know, boost up his spiky stuff. And yeah. but I, th- I thought it was Clayface. And I thought, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Whatever. I it just. I think. You know. Yeah, I think Dave Draper or somebody on um that over on um Toy World Order put up a po- a picture of um it's like Michelangelo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja yes. Turtle movie. Yeah. And like three or four other people yes. that look really similar. Yeah, I'll tell and you what like, it is. Really, guys. It's like Abomination from the Incredible Hulk movie. Uh, a rock troll from the Lord of the Rings. 
uh, it was uh, the lizard from Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And then, uh, like you said, Michelangelo. And then also a Goomba from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh. And they and it was like Hollywood. Have you not learned that we don't like this design yet? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't mind the design. I think he looks fine. That's kind of what Doomsday. I, I would have liked the extra spikes, like John, like you were saying with the the photoshops that people have done. I think that would have looked even better. Um, but I didn't mind him. I thought he looked fine. I just didn't like the fact that they revealed him. Like I said, I think they just showed too much in this trailer. Other than that, I, I was super excited about seeing it. He looks closer to Doomsday than than Apocalypse does in Age of Apocalypse. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Although I've I mean, seen if you more, squint, he looks like Doomsday. <laughs> I've seen you more know. updated photos of Apocalypse other than that purple one that was out there, and he looks better. They said it's more of the lighting that happened with that photo that made him look. <laughs> well, I've seen other photos. He he looks a little bit better, so I don't know. Well, the, the, I don't get because. Go ahead. Now I was going to say the one thing I noticed, and, and going back to that Superman movie, the the death of Superman movie that didn't get made. So I noticed in this one, it sounded like Affleck had a different voice when he was doing, yeah. when he was like at that at the end when they show him with, when he was like, "We're right with me" and that kind of thing. Yeah. Did you know? I did not know this. this is what they claim anyway. As I understood watching that Superman documentary, that in the in the Tim Burton Batman, that. He originally was supposed when he has the guy and he says, "Who are you? What are you?" He was supposed to say, "I'm Batman MFR." Oh no, I didn't know that. I had never heard wow. that. <laughs> and apparently, Warner Brothers like, "No, no, 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 that is not happening." <laughs> I just can't see. That's like yeah. the Samuel Jackson version of Batman. It's <laughs> uh, like the uh, Frank Miller version of Batman. Yeah, really? Yeah, didn't he do I, that I was, in like All Star Batman or something? Yeah, yeah, oh. he did. Yeah, yeah he on the well, yeah. on the F and Batman or yes. something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm Batman MF. I was like, holy cow, that would have <laughs> changed. Been a, I think that would have been a rated R at that point. Oh yeah. Speaking of Keaton, I just saw Birdman. How was that? That that okay. It is uh it is not a comedy. It is not a superhero movie. Yeah. It was brilliant. I I, th- I don't know how he didn't win an award somewhere. Yeah. It, he was astounding in it, and Edward Norton is really good in it too. Yeah, it, it is. A, it's a it's a weird film. It is yeah. a it's an art house movie. Yeah, and you know he does show up in that Birdman outfit. At some you know they show him in the oh, outfit. Yeah, yeah. Well, because it, it kind of like follows him. Yes, it's like it's the shadow of his life. Going, yeah, it's all going on in his mind. Yeah, it, that is. Um, if you want something that is not Star Wars or Superman, Batman, or you want something a little more art house and something you have to kind of think about and and and. I don't want to say pay attention because you pay attention to other movies, but it's a it's a much more uh, it's a little more cerebral cerebral. Good good choice of words. I was going to say you know you have to <laughs> have to be interested in that stuff. I thought it was great. It, yeah. it was not something I don't think I'll ever need to watch it again. But I thought Keaton was brilliant in it, and it was kind of interesting to see that, especially having heard the stuff Burton talked about in his yeah. make Batman with him. Yeah. Anyhow, but sorry to derail no. that. No, so, you're totally oh, no. fine. Um, the one thing I wanted to say, though, too, when it came to the, the Batman v. Superman movie, the one thing I really liked in the trailer was I loved the whole Bruce and Clark talking to each other and kind of having that back and forth with each other because that is so much from the comics of, like, him saying, like, so, the, you know, you guys have this vigilante running around. He's like, well, yeah, every time your guy 
Kit uh, the tree. You guys write a, write a puff piece praising them and stuff. So right. I thought that was brilliant. Um, and then uh, it became pretty obvious that Lex Luthor knows probably who each of them actually are because he comes up and shakes Clark Kent's hand. He's like, ooh, good, big grip there. Don't get in a fight with this guy and stuff like that. I, yeah. I feel like that's his little nod to say, I know who you guys are and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to really enjoy it. I think it's going to be a, f- a fun movie. Um, but like I said, that is just like, okay, I, here's what's going to happen at the beginning of the movie. Here's what's going to happen at the, at the middle of the movie. And here's probably what's going to happen at the end of the movie. I'm hoping there'll be some surprises. It just, like I said, there was just a lot in that tra- that most recent trailer. So. so, so since we got all those previews now, what are we going to get in front of Star Wars? We remember we thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be Civil War, but what do we think now? Cars three, uh, <laughs> just like still Shannon's. on Cars three, <laughs> just like Shannon said. Maybe X Men Apocalypse. Maybe. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah. Or uh, what's the next one after? Um, what's the next one after Doctor Civil Strange. War? Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah, maybe. But I don't even know. If, well, I guess they have started filming. They started filming, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be, I'm curious because what was that, Shannon? No, I was gonna say they have started filming because that was when I found out it was bumper, bumper, King, bumper, bumper bin, bumper batch. <laughs> bumper, sure guy. Yeah. bumper King is what you said. <laughs> bumper Smog King. Is bumper King? Smog is playing. Um, is playing Doctor Strange. Strange. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which I actually thought was brilliant casting. I mean, it, it's, oh, yeah. it's safe casting. I, I admit that. I've heard people mention that, like, oh, well, that's the obvious choice. I'm like, well, why not go with the obvious choice? I don't know. It's worked with them so you far. Mean, you mean like Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier? Right. <laughs> but, well, and, that, and that's the other thing, too, is uh, in the Civil War trailer, we got to see a little bit of Black Panther, which I was really stoked to see. So I thought that, that was, was cool. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Cool. Uh, and they've got an actor that, you know, when I see him, I'm like, yeah, that's T'Challa. That's, <laughs> that's what I expect yeah. him to look it's like. It's not Wesley Snipes? No. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm actually liking seeing some of these actors that I've never really seen before in some of these big movies. And, like, getting a chance to, you know, to kind of see what they can do. So Yeah, it really is kind of the new Star Wars thing. Because when Star Wars came out with the exception of um, Obi-Wan and um, Grand Moff Tarkin, basically everybody else in that movie were new faces. Nobody oh, yeah. really knew who anybody was. Right. Yeah. Basically the Imperial officers were the only guys who were like, and those were like establishing the English actors because they were filming over there. Right. Um, but all the main characters were new guys. They're all yep. new people. Nobody yep. knew who they were. Yep. The closest and you had. Corvette Summer. I'm sorry, what? You hadn't seen Corvette Summer? <laughs> no, not yet. That came no. out afterwards, didn't it? Didn't that I come was out? Like, I'm making a joke. <laughs> it was like well, yeah, they, five they released when it. Star Wars came out. <laughs> they, they released it after because the popularized. I don't know. <laughs> Capitalize on its popularity. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, the only the only one outside of the ones you mentioned, Chris, was the... Um, Harrison Ford had just done American yeah. Graffiti. Yeah, I was going to say. But he, he, he wasn't well, he really was, a big name then. No, yeah, oh, and he had, was it in, wasn't a big part in that, though, no, was it? No. Well, he had, hadn't he been in Force 10 from – was it Force 10 from Navarone? Navarone, yeah. He'd already been yeah, in but that. But he'd always been in parts. I mean, it wasn't well, yeah, a he, big name. I know he, he was in American Graffiti because um, uh, George Lucas had mentioned that um, he didn't want him to become his uh, Al Pacino the way that right. – um, that uh, Scorsese. Uh, Scor- yeah, Scorsese always uses Pacino and everything. He goes, I didn't want to use Harrison in every one of my movies, but yeah. he kind of did, except for Willow. 
So that brings up <laughs> that brings up a good uh, topic uh, too. Did you guys see the article about uh, Spielberg saying that no one else other than Harrison Ford is going to play Indiana Jones? I did see that. What do you think about it? I well, listen. Does that mean I'm going to get stuck with Shia LaBeouf? And- <laughs> well, no. I mean, if listen, if somebody can, if people can come up with other ideas and not rehash all the time, I think it's great. When they talked about Chris Pratt. Fantastic, he'd be fine, you know. I think he'd probably do a great job with it. That guy is just box office gold, apparently. I mean, yeah. good lord, he's going to have another Galaxy's Guardians, and he's going to have how many? God, he'd probably put out at least another couple Jurassic Park movies. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't even see the last one. My kids loved it. They said it was great. I I didn't see it. I, it's just not my. I think it's on par uh, with my the thing. second one. Nothing. I I was hoping it was going to be like on par with the first Jurassic Park movie. I put it more on par with the second one, which I I enjoyed the second one and I enjoyed Jurassic World. Um, so. I don't think I even saw this. I saw the first one when it came out, and it, it was not. It was never my thing. I mean, I was always impressed with the effects and ha- sure. but it just was not my. Yeah. And, and it's one of those where I don't want to sound pretentious. I read the books, and the books were. They were oh, just different. They're phenomenal. Oh, yeah. The books are they're amazing. Really, yeah. but, uh, well, and the, the books dealt more with the hard science of everything, right. too, yeah. because that's what Crichton's about is the yeah. science. So they were talking more about the gen- uh, genetic breeding. And there was a lot of stuff that ended up in Jurassic Park, too, that actually came from the first, from book. The first book. Like the yeah. little girl getting attacked by the dinosaurs um, in the beginning of the second movie was actually from – Yep. The first, uh, like from the, the opening of the first one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's actually yeah. the pteranodons and everything else that are in the second movie are actually from the first book. So. Yeah, and the pterodactyl attack from the third movie was in the first book also because yeah. when they were coming back to the visitor center, they actually got on a boat and went through the uh, pterodactyl arboretum. Yes. Yep, yep. So yeah, I, um, but yeah, I love. In fact, Jurassic Park was one of those books that I. It's one of the few times I wasn't able to put a book down. Like normally, it takes me a while to get through a book. I got and for I know this might not sound like fast reading, but for me it is. It I read Jurassic Park in three days. It usually takes me a month to three months to read a book because I'm just don't read fa- fast and I don't sit down and read for hours. Jurassic Park was an exception. I kept well, reading it. So yeah, still, uh, three days for a book that big. What was that, Shannon? I'm still Sorry. reading Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, okay. I still haven't finished <laughs> yeah. that yet. I bought it when it came out. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I was saying three, day, three days for a book that size is pretty good, though. Yeah. Unless you're a speed yeah. reader, because that was a pretty thick book. Most yeah. of Crichton's are. Yeah. No, I just, like I said, I just could not put it down every time. I was in college, and every time I came back from a class, I was reading another 20, 30, 40 pages. Well, and speaking of Spielberg, so, you know, obviously he's come out about the Indiana Jones thing. You know, did you see the article? I guess it was last week where they talked about the fact that he was up to potentially have directed one of the prequels. Yes. That it was he and Ron Howard. Yeah. That would have been crazy. And yeah. maybe Joe Johnston. I can't remember. But then. But, yeah, there was some. Uh, who was the other? There was one other one. That was. Uh, I can't remember. Would have been really interesting, but yeah. Ron Howard would have been a. Has he done a? Has he done a sci-fi movie? I can't. Mm, not that I could. Other think than of. Cocoon, I mean, Cocoon <laughs> is kind of sci-fi. But, yeah, it is. You know, but I. Well, I just thought it was really interesting. I, yeah. Spielberg has, you know, he'd probably be fine, but I, I thought the. God, I wish I could remember who the other one was because I thought the other one was the most interesting. Of the bunch, yeah, in terms of what it could have been, yeah, and and the fact that Joe Johnson still hadn't gotten to do any kind of Star Wars movie is wrong. Yeah, they need to have him on one of these, on one of these uh, 
side movies or something. I mean, come on. He never gets any respect, let's be honest. I think I mean, one of the biggest people always kind of put him as a second-tier oh, director. I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I think one of the biggest downfalls of the trilogies was the fact that Lucas actually tried to do everything himself. Oh, yeah. Because um, if you watch some of the extended, like, making of from the first movie, he's going in there and, like, splicing the screen in half to get, uh, you know, get just the right performances he wants from everybody. And it seems like he just, he just, he, like, pulled the life out of it, you know, because his directing is faster, more intense. And, you know, if he's going for that through all of his editing, it's like, you know, you lose yeah. a lot. Well, and it's it's interesting you say that, Chris, because you know, obviously they with with the movie coming in what fourteen, fifteen days, whatever it is now. Yeah. You they're, they're all you see this glut of stories, and I saw something where I guess he's kind of being butthurt over the fact that nobody yeah. wanted his opinion, which thankfully that was the case. But I also read something about uh, it, where it was talking about, uh, yeah, the fact that they didn't want him on it. Or that he, you know, felt slighted or jilted or whatever. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I don't know if you guys have seen uh, the People versus George Lucas. Yes. To, yeah. Which is an interesting documentary too. Um, one of the better Star Trek documentaries I've, or Star Trek. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's a great. It's probably the best Star Trek documentary you can see. Um, but, but it's. Uh, but watch no, it's. That. <laughs> but but it is interesting that this guy gave us this this world. Yeah. And yet when you step back, I mean really Kirshner did the best yeah. of any of it and the, these other people are writing the movies and yeah. it'll be interesting to see what comes of it but uh well, but I do think it's interesting he's kind of come out and said well nobody wants me. okay, we gave you 4 billion dollars, go shut the hell up. And right. Well, and yeah. here's my thing with it too is the uh and, and I want to touch on two things quickly. One is when Don't it comes touch that. <laughs> when it comes when it comes to exactly what you're talking about there John is you're in an industry because one of his gripes was everyone's critical of everything I ever did and everyone's critical of this. You're in an industry where you are going to be criticized. And I realize it went pretty harsh for him a lot in a lot of respects and certainly not deserving of as harsh as he got. But you still are working in an industry, especially this day and age, where you, you're going to keep people calling you names and everything. So, well, and again, how about, yeah. as, as – <laughs> As my father says, if you're so damn smart, why aren't you rich? The man has more money than any of us right. will ever yeah. dream of. Right. And so, you know, boo-hoo, they make fun of me. Yeah, I make action figures and exactly. soap and toothpaste yeah. and cereal. And I saw bottled water today with, you know, wrapped in BB-8 yes. wrap and <laughs> yeah. all this shit. They you know, haven't you know there are people it. that are collecting all that stuff. He's yeah. making money on it. I don't yeah. care what he, you know. I don't feel sorry for him in the no, least. No, no. Yeah, they haven't spent hardly any money. Like the the studio itself. I mean, they've made the little shorts and the little cl- trailers, but they haven't promoted the movie themselves at all. They just sell everything to everybody else, and they're doing all the promotion for them. Yep. Well, you know, when you can get BB-8 on a bottle of water, you don't need to do a lot of promotion. No. Oh, when, <laughs> when, when Luke with with the prequels, you know, he he financed those movies himself. Yeah. All he did was have 20th Century Fox distribute. So they got what a percentage or a yeah. a 3% of the take. Yeah. He made all the money. He made yeah. all the money. Yeah. And if you you know again if people man, listen, if I had that kind of money people want to say I suck as a auteur. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, you know as as yeah, he, suck away babies cuz I got <laughs> Because now he can go make every movie that he wants to make, and I, yeah. I did see just lately 
where somebody referenced Red Tails, which I have not seen. The kids saw it and really enjoyed it. Yeah. Basically said Red Tails is the best Star Wars movie he could have ever made. <laughs> yeah. So well, anyhow. I, I think he really found his niche with um, Clone Wars, the TV show. You guys see yeah. that? The, oh, oh the, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because basically he would come in and he'd say, okay, this is the idea I have. Let's do an episode about this. And I want this, this, and this to happen. Go. And right. then he'd leave it alone. And then they'd come back with the stuff, and he's like, that's awesome. Change that. But the rest is on. And that was his perfect place. Creative, director. Yeah. Leave him alone, let him do that. Leave him, let somebody else write it. Let somebody else direct it. Let somebody else do all the other stuff. Just come in. Pick the monsters that you want. Give us the basic story outline, and let us do our thing. Yeah, and that's you know? exact. I totally agree with that. And there's a lot of creators out there that are like that. I feel like I'm like that uh, when I – uh, when it comes to Grant Morrison, I think that Grant Morrison is a great idea guy, but sometimes when he's executing it, it comes across really wonky. Um, same thing with George Lucas. I think George Lucas is a brilliant create, you know, creator guy as far as coming up with the idea and then let someone else run with it. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree with that that thought behind it. So um, the other thing I wanted to mention uh, was going back to the Indiana Jones thing and Spielberg saying like no one else other than Harrison Ford is going to be Indiana Jones. Um, I've mentioned it many times on the show. You know, Indiana Jones is my second favorite thing next to Star Wars. Um, I think Spielberg making that statement is a load of hooey because, <laughs> because from my understanding, Disney purchased Lucasfilm, which includes Indiana Jones. Yeah. So Spielberg doesn't really get a say as to who's going to be Indiana Jones as far as I'm yeah. concerned, right? But at the same time, with Indiana Jones, since Harrison Ford is obviously still alive, sure, you could do the passing of the you know passing of the hat, so to speak, yeah. kind of like what they teased at at the end of the last Indiana sure. Jones movie, where you get like Chris Pratt to replace Crazy LaBeouf to yeah. play um, his, <laughs> his son, son, yeah, where he's like, Junior, I'm too young, I'm too old to do this stuff anymore. You go, yeah. you know, and I'll I'll like he's on kind of like his he could have like a group of like like guys back at the control room kind of like in the Laura Croft movies where the guys are helping her but they're back at the base they're not with out with him and he could be one of them you know giving him that way he's in the movie but he doesn't have to do all the crazy stunts and all yeah. the and there's a new guy who's the new Indiana Jones yeah. even though he doesn't he's got you know it's his son or whatever and and I'm not saying that this that Arizona but, Jones yeah, yeah. <laughs> Idaho Jones and I'm Idaho and, Jones, like that one and I'm not saying that that couldn't work uh, and I, and I think that that could be done very well. My only thing is, and, and I don't mean to sound like an old crotchety guy, but my Indiana Jones is the guy that fights the Nazis. So if you want to do like, not necessarily a reboot, but just additional stories of Indiana Jones and use Chris Pratt, or I've also heard like Bradley Cooper, who I think would do a fine job of it also. Um, and just have them be Indiana Jones and they it's just additional stories that take place in that Nazi world war two time period. Um, I would be all in favor of that as well. It's for me with the crystal skull. One of the things that hurt the crystal skull was the fact that you were leaving that time period. It, it started to become like, okay, that's a little, now we're getting into more modern age stuff. And it, I almost feel like Indiana Jones doesn't fit into that modern age world. Um, but really? yeah, to some extent, well, that could be I could, part I could of the theme too. The like during the fifties yeah. and six, I could see that. Yeah. 
Because, like you said, know, there was that whole, like, race, space race thing with sure. zombies. I mean, I could see them there being, like, a relic race. Yeah. Like, a secret relic race. Yeah. And like I said, it could be done very well, to, to your point of what you're talking about there. It could, I could see it working really well. I'm not saying I'm totally opposed to it. I was just, I don't need it, I don't need it to be a, a torch being passed down to the next generation. I'm fine if, like, even doing what you're talking about there, Shannon, I'm fine if it's just... This is a, a new Indiana Jones story, and it's taking place in the 50s, and now we got Chris Pratt or Bradley Cooper or whoever playing Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but like I said, it would just it struck me interesting that Spielberg would say that, because I'm like, you don't have the rights to the character, to my knowledge, so how can you say it's only going to be Harrison Ford? Maybe to him it's only Harrison Ford, but to Disney, they're like, screw you, we're going to make... It doesn't, you know, doesn't, I thought Spielberg <laughs> owned half the rights to it. Oh, I, I think that's a, I think that's the thing is those things are so convoluted and could be you know they never said I mean you heard from the beginning Disney bought Star Wars and you right but what you know did Lucasfilm did they buy Willow did they buy right they can have it I mean, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean I'm just well, trying, I don't even know and my other thought to it and I don't mean to be uh, crude here but you're so crude. But Spielberg's not going to live forever either. Oh, <laughs> wow! Go dark there. Yeah, for a minute. I don't yeah. go dark like that. But you know, unless he has it in his will or something to that the rights pass to somebody else, and they also say no, no one else is going to be Indiana Jones. Like, I don't know. It's just it just seems like a don't very, piss off Kate Capshaw. <laughs> it just seemed like a very bold statement to say no one else is going to play Indiana Jones when you don't have all the rights to the character. So, well, you know, and again, yeah, like you said, at some point, well, even Bob Gale and Bob Zemeckis, since they own the rights to back to the future, they've said, no, not happening on our time. Yeah. But again, they're not going to be here forever. Yeah. So 30 years from now or 40 years or whatever it is, somebody may think that's a brilliant idea. Oh, let's, you know, again, we, we I think we've talked a lot about the fact there aren't a lot of original ideas anymore. Sure. Just keep rehashing the same thing over and over. And so we're getting, you know, what are we getting next year? We're getting a Ghostbusters movie, right? Right. We're getting, um, I'm sure, well, I think we got a Point Break movie coming yeah. out this weekend. No, it's Maybe. coming out. No, it's next coming weekend, out. Or? It's coming out the weekend right after Star Wars, which is the dumbest oh, okay. movie ever. <laughs> well, well, Tina Fey has got a movie coming out the same day as Star Wars. But yeah, she and Amy, Amy Poehler's movie uh, coming out. Thing, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, I know you've got to have an alternative. But somebody has to think, what were we thinking? Because yeah. aren't yeah, there the theaters Alvin that are movies only... coming out? Yeah, the what? Alvin's movie? gonna Alvin is gonna kick Star Wars' ass. <laughs> uh, which which what what is the premise of this one? I don't know. He farts. Or is something. there a premise? Okay. <laughs> no. no, but it is. There's a, there's another Alvin and the Chipmunks. Chipmunks. Yeah, yeah. They have to. Oh, they have to cross country. That's what it is. Is the guy whoever owns Alvin, the dad, Dave. Dave. Yeah. Dave supposedly is going to marry a girl, and she has a son, and the son and the chipmunks don't get along, and neither one of them want the couple to get together. So they're going to travel across country to stop the wedding. That's what. Uh, it's oh, okay. I saw an ad for it for pre uh, for peanuts. On the Indiana Jones thing, apparently Disney owns the has the ownership rights to Indiana Jones intellectual property, but Paramount um, holds the distribution rights. Oh, okay. So um, it doesn't say anything about Spielberg. Of course, this is Wikipedia, and we all know sure. how how precise that is. It's but, all true because I read it on um, the internet. <laughs> but according to that, that looks like they it doesn't specifically say anything about Spielberg owning it. Okay. So. Hey, hey, Shannon! You said something about Charlie Brown. You were gonna about your 
dis- displeasure with the uh, most recent <laughs> yeah, go ahead. on TV? No, I was I was watching because you know, like ABC, since they got the rights to Charlie Brown, so they show it every year. Right. Which is always a love hate relationship for me because even though I own the DVDs, I like watching it on TV. It reminds me of being a kid. Sure. And I get so pissed off with the regular special because they'll speed it up and they'll cut out scenes like in the hollow in the Halloween special, they cut out the whole uh, long road to Tipperary scene with Snoopy yeah. dancing while Charlotte's playing. But this year it was the fiftieth anniversary, so ABC does a special that's supposed to celebrate the fiftieth anniversary of the Charlie Brown Christmas special. And I think there was like five minutes in total that actually had anything to do with the damn Christmas special. <laughs> oh, and it was like an hour long. No, that was the problem. Like I was expecting something that remember when they did one about the Grinch and it, it was um guy from SNL that that was shot by his wife. Oh, Phil Hartman, yeah. Phil Hartman. And it was it was this documentary. It was half hour long. And they had interviews with Chuck Jones. And they had interviews with, like, Theodore Geisel's wife. And, like, some footage of Theodore Geisel. I do remember And they that. talked about the animation process. And there were some funny bits that, you know, Phil Hartman was doing voices. And, like, this is why you got to have a voice actor do it. And they talked about Boris Karloff. And it was informative but entertaining. This had like five minutes tops about the actual making of the special. The rest of it was like Christina Chenoweth or whatever the hell her name is. And those people that are in those god-awful LG commercials with a couple that are going to have a baby. And they're like running around back and was hosting it. And uh, some dude was singing at a Christmas tree lot that had nothing to do with them. And it was just so aggravating. It was an hour long, and it had nothing to do with the peanuts. And I heard there was a lot of advertising in it, too. Well, it felt to me, it felt like a one long, buy this iTunes Christmas song. Buy this iTunes Christmas song. And it just annoyed the hell out of me. And I I was on Twitter about it, like... You know, I hope they fire every exec at ABC that had anything to do with this. And God have mercy on your souls, because I don't. It's just, <laughs> I was I was infuriated. And usually that stuff doesn't bother me. But you're talking about one of the most important, I mean, that kind of set the standard for all Christmas specials. Yeah. Well, you know? and I will say you weren't the only one, because I actually talked to people at work that felt the same way. I didn't get to see it, so I'm kind of grateful I didn't. Because, yeah, I, I knew people at work that said, you know, it it drove them crazy because they just didn't feel to your point. It didn't feel like it was honoring that at all. So it was supposed to be about the Christmas special and they only mentioned it for like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, I, I don't get that. Cause I would go back and watch, I'll go back and watch the Hartman one. I mean, I've actually watched it multiple times anyway. Yeah. But this, it's a one timer that they're never going to show this thing again. I mean, the Paul Lynn Halloween special is going to get more airtime than this thing. Yeah. So that's it. That's my gripe. Hey, it's a valid one. Yeah. As as are all of our gripes on this show. <laughs> oh, but Ryan, I meant to ask you: Did you read Dark Knight Three? I did not. I did not. I apologize because <laughs> I told you I was going to, and I didn't. Well, that cut that segment short, didn't it? <laughs> I did read some really good comics, though. I read uh, I Hate Fairyland which is Scotty Young's uh, venture into a uh, really twisted mindscape of, of uh, where his brain goes with some things sometimes. Um, it's hilarious. It's brilliant. It, it literally makes me laugh out loud, which a comic hasn't done in a while. Um, the second issue was more brilliant than the first one. Um, 
it's a to give you the premise of it, it's a little girl who wishes to go to fairyland and then when she gets there much like any other fairy tale story she wants to then get home again well they told her she can get home but she has to find the special key and they give her a little jiminy cricket fly type character and his name's larry and her name is gertrude and 27 years later she's still stuck in fairyland she's, <laughs> she's still a little girl She's still in a little girl's body, but you can imagine 27 years later, you're not thinking like a little girl anymore. Um, and she basically just wants to kill everything in Fairyland to find this goddamn key. <laughs> 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 um, so it's pretty hilarious. She gets drunk. Uh, she hacks like she gets hunted, chased down by a huntsman and she chops his head off. And then she's talking to the head <laughs> and makes the head talk to other people. Um, it's, we're going to have to check this out. Yeah. It's, uh, it's brilliant. It's called I fairyland by Scott. Who's publishing it? It's, uh, it is image image. Yes. Wow. It would have to be our wait. No, is it? No, let me, I have to look it up. So, um, while I'm doing that, let me uh, tell you the other book I read. And this is for those people that, um, didn't, don't like where their, uh, Marvel's taking Peter Parker. You know, um, they, I know a lot of people that are like, I want Peter Parker back in high school. I'd like to read stories of that again and everything else. Well, I read um, Spidey number one. Uh, it's It just came out, and uh, it's just S-P-I-D-E-D-E-Y. Uh, um, and, oh, and by the way, I Hate Fairyland is Image. You were right. And, As usual. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but with Spidey, it is Peter Parker back in high school. It's it has a very classic Spider-Man feel. It's definitely an all ages type comic, but it's it takes place in a modern time period. Um, it's not like Ultimate Spider-Man. It's not like a complete retelling and everything else. Uh, you get his whole origin on the very first page <laughs> of the comic. And then it goes right into the fun of Spider-Man. It's just it's a fun comic for those that want to read spider new spider-man stories of him in high school learning how to be a hero and, and everything i thought it was it, a lot of fun and it's not tied in any of the new Nothing. whatever what is marvel calling itself now all it's new all, all different, different or no, it's not tied into that at all it's all by itself yeah. which is why i want to recommend it you don't have to be reading anything else you can pick up that so that title by itself it's not going to tie into any of the other spider-man titles that are out there or anything what is what does that tell you at the end of the day, that it, it you know look these guys watch each other and they just you know they let's face it they're they copy right you start <laughs> new fifty two all new whatever blow up your six one six secret war still isn't over and then yet at the end of the day they're still going to publish something that is Peter Parker Spider Man that's yeah. been around for what sixty years yeah fifty years that. that that stuff just blows me away. I just, I don't. Well, and I think I one of the, it. I think one of the things that's happening too, and, and I realize that they are getting, they still have the lion's share of uh, sales and everything else. But I think what's starting to happen is they're like, they don't know what to do because there is a lot of titles out there by other companies that are getting a lot of notice. Um, and they're like, well, you know, we want to keep, a lot of our readers and everything else. So they're trying anything and everything. And like you said, they're just kind of copying each other at but this point. It, but if you weren't, if, if Marvel wasn't doing, and I, I don't read the 
I don't look at the numbers very closely, mm-hmm. but if Marvel wasn't doing the Star Wars books right now, mm-hmm. where would they be? Would they still be number one? Because I mean, aren't the Star Wars books dominating everything? Pretty much, yeah. Which yeah. is kind of interesting, too, that, you know, think about it. Dark Horse had Star Wars books. Yeah. They didn't dominate. No. And and it, I know there's a, I know I recognize there's a movie, guys. I get that. But yeah. it's just kind of interesting how how that works. And I also have to say this variant business, I don't know how you do it, man, and how you go find <laughs> all these things. Because I just read one about Chip Zdarsky's cover. Yeah. They made, you had to buy, what, 1,500 copies or yeah. something yeah. crazy? Yeah. You know what worries me about that though is we went through this before and what did it Absolutely. do to the industry? Right. Yeah, right. You know, did we not learn our lesson the first time? Yeah. Well, well and when biggest it, fear. Well, and when it comes to the variant covers, I don't get them because I think I'm going to get rich off of them later. I get a lot of the variant covers because I really like the art on the variant cover. I really think it's either cleverly done or it's just really beautiful or something like that. But do do you frame your comics or do something to where you can see them? That's my next step. That, I mean, because that that I could see to say, yeah, I'm gonna pull them on a wall and yeah. I can look at them. Because like, I'm with you, I, you know. Yeah, I, I am. Like I am but, planning on doing something with the Star Wars covers that I collected, especially the ones I really like. I have been getting the action figure covers of Star Wars, and I want to do something with those. I've been getting the, the GI Joe action figure covers, and I want to do something with those because that's that's def, those covers are definitely in my wheelhouse, especially with this show and everything. Uh, so I want to do something with those. Um, and then some of them are just fun to have, and I, I make sure if it's one that I'm getting just because it's a fun cover, I make sure I'm not paying a lot for it. And if it is a lot of money to get it, then I don't bother. Um, but like the Chip Zdarsky one, I'm getting the color version of it because I thought it was hilarious to have Jackson the Rabbit at the top in Empire Strikes Back with Vader standing there at the top of the stairs, just like Luke was standing there. Um, I think that's a funny cover. But the black and white sketch version of it or whatever that's selling for $3,900, there's no way in hell I would even be slightly interested in that one because it's ridiculous price for for a cover like that. I, I just yeah. – I don't get it. I mean, you Sometimes say- I think they're going back to the 90s because if you yeah. think about it, if you look at New 52, when they first came out, a lot of that stuff looked like early image. Yep. It was – it would like um, the OMAC and uh, anything Liefeld touched. Yeah. Um, it 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 just felt like it was you know the 1990s again and now you know variant covers and yeah. all this stuff you know well, I expect to and see I, them you know. Yeah, and I will say I'm going through a lot of my collection and kind of weeding out a lot of stuff that I have you know I don't know why I'm holding on to it and everything else that I could be making money off of the silly speculators out there and your point of the new 52. I have Batman number one from the New 52. I love the story, but I have the collected edition in a hardcover, and that hardcover is signed by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, so it's really cool. I remember getting it signed. I'm glad I have it. I don't need the first issue because the first issue is selling for like $80. Yeah. I'm going to sell the damn thing because I would rather have the money. I still have the story if I ever want to read it again, which is why I bought it in the first place was because I wanted to read the story. I don't really care a lot of times you know in what format i have it now that being said one of the things i'm doing because it's the collector side of me too of course you're not in this hobby unless you have that collector bug in you one of the things i want to do is that now that dark horse is done with star wars i'm trying to go back to the stuff that i have in just trade format because i have everything dark horse has ever done with star wars either in trade or in single issues I'm trying to go back now and get the stuff that I had only in trade and actually get the single issues and add those to my collection. 
Again, I'm not going to pay a large amount of money for those type of things, but now that Dark Horse is done with it, I would like to have the full library of Dark Horse's Star Wars stuff just for my own reading enjoyment. That shouldn't cost you too much, except there's one Knights of the Old Republic series that is um, really hard to find. It's uh, the I think it's the Great Sith Rebellion or something like that. Okay. It's but it's one. It's like the third, second or third one that they did. Oh, it was Sith a really War short run it. on it. No, it wasn't the Sith War. It's the. Um, okay. It's before the Sith War. Okay. It takes place after the first series and before the Sith War. Gotcha. Okay. It was. I know what you're um, talking about then. Yeah. yeah. And it's um, the, the 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 comics, the graphic novels aren't hard to find, but the comics were just crazy because yeah. for some reason. Yeah. So, like I said, that's one of my things that you know because I I do like to collect, and I will say I have finally finished collecting all the Devils Do Run on GI Joe. I was missing two issues. I finally just broke down and said, you know what, let me just get them, and now I have the full Devils Do Run of GI Joe. So. Um, nice. I'm planning on going back and rereading it because I really did enjoy that run. So, yeah, that's that's all I got. I, you guys have yeah. anything else? Or I just found at a yard or at a SWAT meet, I just found the um, issue three and or two and three of the Starriers from oh, the yeah. '80s. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, actually it was one and one and four. I'm missing. I think I'm missing three. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, of that series because I've been collecting a lot of the old toy series yeah. comics, and uh, yeah, it was as have um, I <laughs> for yeah. the show's purpose. <laughs> yeah, well, I stopped. I stopped buying comics individually when they started writing for the trade. I started. Yeah. I started collecting the trades because it's just easier. Sure. Um, so I've gone back and collected like some of these old um toys toy series comics, and that was the latest one I found. Yeah. I got a Skeleton Warriors one not too long ago either, or yeah. two, rather. I will say Star Yours is, and I don't know why I didn't put, I don't think I have Star Yours on my list of uh, commission pieces I want to get done. I need to add them. Uh, Star Yours is one of, is probably my favorite, most obscure toy line. Like, Because when you mention it to most people, they're like, I have never heard it. I don't know what you're talking about. I had almost the entire line of Star, Yor- Star Yours toys when I was a kid because I liked it so much. I had one. I had the main leader guy, the guy with the two gun, the, the blue uh, and white guy with the guns uh, in his chest. Hot shot. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I had him. And I had a friend of mine who had them all because he had like like Tonka stuff and he was into robots. So his mom got them for him because they wind up like the Tonka toy yep. or like the little, what were those little um, monster the little, trucks? The little stompers. You know talk- like stomper trucks. Stompers. Stomp- yeah. Stomper trucks. He was into those and. These wound up like those, and he was into robots. So she was like, oh, you know, yeah. she got him a bunch of them. The thing that's hilarious about the line is totally a mishmash of, like, everything. Like, if you looked at all the toys that are in the Star Yours line of toys, you'd be like, you would never think that they all go together <laughs> because there's just some crazy stuff in there. But, yeah, I had, like, the snake base and everything. I actually found at JoeCon the one year they had the snake bases inside, like, just a, a, uh, a grab bin that like you didn't have to pay for anything it was just loose parts and there was actually a the snake base of star yours in there because i guess someone thought it was like maybe a cobra base or something like that and well a lot of the joe guys um they um, they customize those into into cobra bases yep yep so i found two of them and well i found one and i was like i'm gonna take this it's missing a couple pieces and stuff like that but i could definitely work with this and then uh someone else came by and he's like 
I thought this was GI Joe, but someone told me it's not. And I was like, Oh no, I know what that is. And he's like, well, do you want it? So I took that. So I actually have two of them. Uh, and, uh, I am going to definitely customize at least one of them, uh, to be more of like a Cobra base and everything. But the other one I actually want to customize to make it look like the star your base because I had it as a kid and I loved the thing. So, um, it's a really cool piece to have. So, and very d- difficult to find. I was shocked when I found two for free, uh, yeah. <laughs> because when I do find them on eBay or something like that, they're usually pretty expensive. So, yeah, well, some you know of those old... about the history of it. Do I know anything about the history of it? Yeah, because I'm looking it up online. Like I didn't, I didn't yeah. know what the hell you were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> they, they're like it, it a lot looks of those like there things. was a factory, and they just like, oh, we got all these leftover parts. Pretty so much. Let's just make up a whole new toy line. I think like Transformers, they started out in Japan and they brought them over here. Yeah. Um, and then they just renamed them and redid everything. The comic is pretty cool. It's um, yeah, like the it's kind of got a Transformers vibe because you have the, like the protectors and the destructors and the protector or the destructors have guardians um, and all that. Yeah. Have uh, enslaved the protectors and they rebel against them and they end up on earth and it's a whole thing. But it is much like you were talking about and much like what Chris is talking about. um, Shannon, where it was like, they brought these that started over in Japan. They brought the toy line, these toy lines over, and they were different toy lines. But in the U.S., we decided, okay, let's put them all as one toy line. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, to Chris's point, some of the f- uh, figures they have the wind-up action. Some of the figures have the zip strip thing that you that you pull. They make them race across. There's one that actually, I think, if I remember right, I didn't have this one, but it, it, he's either like remote control or you turn him on and yeah, he, the big red dinosaur. Yeah, and he shoots discs out of his mouth yeah like like i said if you looked at this toy line you're just like none of this goes together <laughs> yeah the red dinosaur kind of reminded me of the gobots monsters like yeah. zod and yes. uh the, the race car one he kind of look he kind of fits that vibe yes he does yeah even though i think he predates gobots by a couple years yeah. but but yeah like i said the star yours line i had almost all of it i did not have the dinosaur and there was a couple other ones i didn't have but like and then there was the little vehicle guys that didn't go with anything either. <laughs> yeah. But they were all part of the same line. There was like pincher and stuff like that. Yeah. They, they were like zip cars. You pull them back and they shoot yeah. across the table. Yeah. And then the snake base, you, there was a button you push and the snake head shot out and it was, yeah, like I said, none of this stuff went together, but it, to me, that was part of the fun of it was <laughs> because I was already a kid that played with everything with with each other anyways it was you know there was no like only playing gi joe or only playing transformers i played with a hodgepodge of everything anyway so to have a whole toy line that was nothing but hodgepodge stuff was a lot of fun for me so well that was the See, whole I, idea I behind the universe was was everything mixed together yeah shan you just said you just played with yourself that's all yeah that's all I, yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> wow all right, on that note, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. <laughs> so, um, so Chris, how can they actually find uh, your artwork? And, and if there's anything uh, else you want to plug, feel free to. Well, that's it to plug right now. Uh, I'll say hi to my dad because he's probably going to listen to this. He, cool. he, he's kind of stoked that he heard about, um, about this whole thing. Uh, about me being on this thing, and he's downstairs making comments. You guys can't hear it, but <laughs> I can hear him. Um, it, it, Crash Murdoch uh, DeviantArt.com is where I keep most of my artwork right now. Okay, I've got a blog. I haven't done anything with it yet, so there's nothing there. So I won't, I won't pimp that right now. But well, when it is, uh, let us know because we'll certainly put it out there for you. 
Yeah, so um, that's basically it right now. Okay. Um, and uh, Shannon, how can they find your stuff? Um, just slgallant.com, like it always is. Okay. You ask me this every show. That's because every show might be someone's first show. Nah. <laughs> Alas. <laughs> and John, how can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at that John Thurmond. Uh, John Thurmond on Facebook. Um, America's Most Wanted. And, and I, I want to say something right quick, if I may. I yeah. Know, you know, had some some testiness on the the uh, uh, Star Joe's page of late, yes. and I, and I just want to I just want to say this, guys and and ladies, um, we're all adults. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of fun, but you know what? Star Wars is just a movie. Yeah, and nobody makes anybody get on a computer. And look at things, mm-hmm. and um, you know what? If you if you lack self control or you you just don't think this is the place for you to be, don't be here. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, um, putting people on blast is not cool, mm-hmm. uh, and especially the folks you're blasting that we know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this community has been very successful over the years, yep. and you know. Chris has been around. I remember when I first started seeing him on the on the old forums, and and you know I've been doing this now for gosh, I I just saw something I think it said five years. Uh, it said something about on Skype tonight. Three years ago, I was talking to you guys, and yeah, you know, but but while it has morphed and changed, and I and I appreciate the fact that we want to accommodate everybody. Um, hey man, if it ain't for you, don't do it. Yeah, you know, uh, just just go do something else because. It's not cool, and and again, sun's going to come tomorrow. There's a lot of bad stuff going on in the world. This is one of the things I really look forward to doing. And I got to say, and I will thank Chris again for these, for for my uh, for my likeness for this thing. This stuff is fun. Yeah. And it ain't fun when I have to read stuff and contact Ryan and say I think we got a problem. Yeah. So just. I'm not. I don't want to harp on it. Uh, no, yeah. and, and I'm a, not a fun, fun talk. But yeah. but just you know, we're all adults. Behave like it. If you don't think you can, you know, one one of the one of the people I used to work for, I said, you know, John, write something, sleep on it, and then put it out the next day. Right. And that's one of the issues we have. And I'm not going to get into that diatribe. But you know, everything is instant. Everything is right now. Hey, if you're not sure, stop. Take a breath. Let it go. Because you know what? Again. There's a lot of bad stuff going on, and and this shouldn't be part of it. Yeah. So, and I will say, and I don't want to harp on it either, but I will say, I, I was planning on touching on it a little bit too because I was going to mention obviously the Facebook group. Um, I know things were said on both sides. I, I don't. I know I called out one person, but it was a little bit because the other person had already reached out to me and had apologized for what he had done. And he removed his comments because he said, you know, out of respect to you, I shouldn't have let it escalate. I shouldn't have let it turn into what it did. And he says, I apologize for that. So I appreciate the fact that he did that. Um, like you said, and and believe me, you guys know this for a fact, anyone that's listened to the show and, and especially you guys uh, on the show with me, star Wars is an extremely personal thing for me. I wouldn't be doing the show if it wasn't. Um, but like you said, John, at the end of the day, it is just a movie. We are not curing cancer here. We're here to have fun. We're here to have a good time. And if 
like you said, John, if it's if it's something where you know you're going to get that upset over things, then you know what you don't have to stay part of the group. If you want to have fun and and everything and be like you said, be an adult about things, then stay with the group. We want you to stay. Um, and I made a I put it out there and I and I tried to keep it a little light at especially at the end when I told everyone if you need to attack someone you can attack me and I. I told it got very graphic about what you could call me if you need to, um, <laughs> but uh, it's one of those things that we're adults. There, if you see something that you don't like that someone posted, and you think it could ruin something for somebody else, just reach out to the person and say, "Hey, you know what? This kind of ruined something for me, and I'm afraid it might ruin for it for someone else. Do you mind taking it down? Or I think it might be a good idea to take it down." Being polite towards each other and everything else is just freaking common courtesy. Um, we rip on each other on the show all the time, but that's because we've gotten to know each other. <laughs> so if you know somebody on the group page, I can tell when someone knows someone else and they're just ripping on each other and everything else. That's one thing because you can tell it's tongue in cheek. You tell it's in a joking manner. When you're totally attacking someone that you don't know and it's because they posted an article about the, the fun stuff that we talk about, that's when it becomes uncool. And like you said, John, I didn't even know what was going on. And you had to reach out to me to say, hey, you might want to take a look at this and see what's going on. I don't like getting those messages. I shouldn't have to get those messages. And I sure as hell don't like posting what I had to post. But I felt it was important to make sure that we were all on the same page. And I love the fact that everyone after it made some smart ass comment because it meant that everyone was there to have fun. <laughs> so um, especially, uh, I think it was Justin Bell, you know, said star Trek's better than star Wars. And he's like shots fired. I, it cracked me up when he did it. Cause I was like, okay, I'm glad no one took it as being too, too heavy or at least even if it did come across too heavy, they wanted to lighten it up with me for it. So speak, speaking of Justin, what's up with his show these days? I don't know. <laughs> shots fired false outrage so so yeah that, i'm hoping it's the last i really have to say anything but i do hope people join the group page on on facebook i hope you like the fan page on facebook we could always use more people the people that have been on there have been fantastic even the people that this ended up involving both of them have been very cool people in the past. So that's why I didn't want to be like kicking people out. I never hope I, I hope I never have to do something like that. Um, and I still want them to contribute. I want both of them to, to still contribute. Cause like I said, I've seen comments from both of them and they're both cool guys. Um, so like I said, hopefully this is the last time we ever have to say anything like that, but we do have a, uh, a group page on Facebook. We have a fan page on Facebook. Like the fan page, ask to join the group page. I will approve it, of course. Um, we're on Twitter. It's at Star Joe's Podcast. You can call and leave us a voicemail. It's uh, 940941 uh, JOES, 440941 Joes. And uh, call, leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the air. Uh, you can also email us, starjoespodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us a message through f the Facebook pages, uh, and we'll read those on the air. Um, I have some of those, but I want to save them for like a future episode. And then um, uh, let's see what else. Oh, we're on uh, GeekCast Radio Network. Uh, we are on Stitcher Radio. It's a free app for your mobile devices. And if you have any, and you can make Starjo's one of your favorites, there is also another mobile app device out there that we're on as well. New announcement. 
uh, the Podbean site that we use to put our shows out there, uh, they actually have their own app now, and it's free, and you can download the Podbean uh, app. It's P-O-D-B-E-A-N, and you can find Star Joe's on that and download new episodes and listen to it that way as well. So there's a ton of ways to listen to us, so you know, find the one that works for you. So I think that's everything. Uh, with that being said, we'll go ahead and close the show by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. Wickedest weapon, yet you know Rattler's gonna get G.I. Joe Introducing the Cobra Rattler Check my missiles! Rattler's gonna stop Joe! G.I. Joe, American hero It's the Rattler! G.I. Joe is there! Cobra! Cobra! Rattler! Not belong! No, Joe! Cobra Rattler comes with pilot Other G.I. Joe and Cobra figures and equipment sold separately from Hasbro (laughs)